following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? And welcome back to Gorilla Radio, Season 2. It's been a while. It's actually been two months since uh, we've been, uh, when I've got a podcast. I am currently flying solo. My um, my colleague or my co-host, Neil, is currently on a self-discovery tour. And uh, so we're going to kick on without him. And uh, maybe we can check in with, uh, see what he's doing at some stage down the track. But um, he's, uh, which is good, he's only a young guy and he's finding himself, which is important. We're now changing the name a little bit, just a little tweak to the show. It's now going to be called the um, Gorilla Radio Zero Fucks Podcast, which is just a uh, a bit of a, a dig that I have and about giving zero fucks it's not a negativity it's just that i've grown up and have always been of the mentality to say what you think and uh and not not generally out to uh, offend or upset anyone but just to make it known that you know this is what i believe in these are the things that i uh, have got to say and these are my observations i don't hold back Anyone that knows me personally will know that I say how I see it and call it and I I think through it and I analyse it and and then I just say it. So the idea is not to upset any characters. It's just to uh, give my spin on it and how I see the world. That may offend some. That's not what I'm aiming at. So I guess one of the challenges... um, in doing and by flying solo is to give a show that or a podcast that's a bit sharp and shorter maybe in length we uh, tend to really put some a couple of hours or 90 minutes into different ones so we're sort of going to get the point on on certain things and there'll be plenty of piss taking because that's what I do um, social media is a massive is a massive, massive thing and I've sort of participated in a few things in the last two months while we've been off and uh, getting, I guess, my view around a few different things and I, I'm trying to really change the stereotype, I guess, is a lot of it too. It's the presumption of, of people in my age that uh, social media is bad or can be... A deterrent from what they should be doing or gives a negativity this is not really the case social media is here it's going to stay it's not going anywhere you've got to learn to work in it and it's actually very fast tracking so if you think of the days from MySpace to Facebook to Instagram uh, Twitter and now TikTok 
where people are just making content on themselves. I mean, we see a lot of videos on Instagram too as well, but TikTok is the, the place to be. Maybe not my cup of tea currently, but never say never. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about reality TV shows in Australia that I've recently participated and really watched and, and sort of got my head around because um, I love Survivor. I'm a big fan of Survivor. And that's coming to an end shortly. And there's a few others. So I'm also looking to engage people within these uh, mediums, such as reality TV, like I did previously with Jess from uh, Good Jess, obviously, from um, Married at First Sight. And hopefully we'll get her back and get her feedback and her understanding of of exactly what, uh, well, where social media is going. Oh, sorry, reality TV is going. I keep going with social media. I'm also looking to incorporate different specialists in different fields and get their spin on it, ranging on different subjects. And So I would welcome any suggestions, anyone that has any suggestions can write to me at any time. My contact email is kmac at gorillaradio.com.au and I welcome anything from around the world and what anyone would like to discuss, want to talk about and um, and then I think we can uh, sort of of translate that into more and more content. Now, I'm guessing... It's purely a guess that um, you're listening to this in the morning. I don't know. That's just what the feedback tells me. Most people listen in the morning. If it's late night, then um, you can also listen to this. But this is a nice little buzz to get started. And, uh, and then we're going to get into the podcast. Good morning. track it just um obviously not the full track because we get in trouble for doing playing tracks but that's my alarm clock actually that's what i wake up to every morning isn't that cool i just like your name's john legend you have to live up to that don't you so anyway that's um i hope that gives you a nice little tingle the reason i say tingle is that 
currently in Australia, it's springtime. Now, um, which is coming out of winter. We've never had, really had a cold winter. People that say that it's been cold, it really hasn't. Well, depending on where you are in Australia. I um, I come from uh, off the grid somewhere in New South Wales, let's put it that way. So it's now come into springtime. It, the, it, the air's warmer. You can tell the difference. And um, it's just... Uh, just a nice feeling. It's a nice buzz. People around, everyone's got smiles on their faces while the sun's out. They're out and enjoying it, and we're not rugged up and hidden away and, and trying to hide from life, which is which is great. So, yeah, what it reminds me of, and it's quite funny because um, this will relate to a uh, a friend of mine who, um, let's say, actually she she was a she was a girlfriend of mine in high school. And um, and we dated um, while in high school. Officially, I think it was actually for four years. So, uh, so, so let me try that again. Four days. It was officially that we dated for four days. Now, while that doesn't sound like a a budding romance, we um, that was during high school. After school, we sort of caught up. And it used to happen around springtime, just after winter time. We would be in contact as friends. And then for a couple of years here, we had an ongoing spring fling as we knew of it. So, this is so a couple of things. Firstly, I won't call her out because she's a professional. And uh, yeah, I don't want to reflect on what she does or, well, you know, people that sort of zone in on who it is. It's not important. The thing is that. We're uh, we're actually still good friends today, really good friends. She's a she's a wonderful woman, but it was the springtime that sort of brought us together, and it was a sexual chemistry, and it was charged, and it was that feeling of, you know, springs here, and I always refer to it as the breeding season. I'm sure that's there's a lot of pregnancies that are out there from that have occurred from the spring f- season. So anyway, we're still great friends today, and. Um, I'm sure JJ, I'll just call her JJ, that's what we'll do, that um, hopefully this will jog her memory as she does listen. I can also tell you that she's she's very much in love, happily in love and, and uh, with a man and she's we don't ponder on anything, we just laugh about it now, being good mates. But um, if you've got a good spring story or a good spring fling, and, and I'm going to tell you, I think this was back before, like we were doing, we were into this long before it was called friends with benefits so does that really give up my age fuck yeah maybe it does actually but anyway if you've got a good story kmac at gorillaradio.com.au i'd love to hear it love to read out a good story and uh yeah i just got that feeling i don't know can i don't know i'm sure can you feel it
know, can we feel it? That's how I feel at the moment anyway. Uh, also, another thing that I just quickly missed or wanted to not miss out on was um, – and it's two months that I've been away, so it's sort of been at the end of June uh, and a lot's occurred over that period of time. But anyway, we're going to get through little bits and pieces as we go. One of them recently was Father's Day and I want to wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day and I hope that um, – Maybe at some stage you're recognised by your kids or hopefully your kids <laughs> or kids that you know about anyway. Um, a happy Father's Day. I was um, I was lucky enough to, to get in, well, try and get in contact with my father for Father's Day. Wish him a father, happy Father's Day. I uh, sent him a message. He in turn uh, sent me a reply to say, yeah, look, thanks very much, mate. Having sex right now. And uh, I'll get back to you on that one. So that's always nice. That's always a good thing. I'm going to talk um, candidly about my father because there's some incredible content to talk about. But I'm going to refer to him as Mighty Moz. That's probably as about as personal as I'll get with it. So Mighty Moz has been... Um, reeling from his second marriage for probably a good 15 years and was um, content not to have anyone in his life. Up until recently, he now has a girlfriend. He's retired and he's moved out of the, the bump and grind which was sending him into a spiral of depression. And now that he has a girlfriend, I'm going to mind you, my dad's over 60 Actually, yeah, he's over 65, let's put it that way. So for someone that had sort of determined that he was semi-retired sexually, he he's doing all right now. And um, and it's good that he shares it with me because that's, that's important. So my Father's Day then continued on that he actually, I got a chance to talk to him later and I said, oh, you know, how's things? And he said, oh, my health's been playing up a bit. And I went, oh, okay, that's no good. I said, um, what's the story there? He goes, yeah, yeah, I just, I've been feeling a bit off and I've had problems with my piles. Oh, because that's what you want to tell your son. Every son wants to know that your man's got piles. Yeah, so that didn't work out too well for me for Father's Day, but um, hopefully he felt better for sharing, so that's important. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say anything more than that, but a dramatic pause. Uh, why don't we go to an interesting news story? Got nothing to do with my dad's piles, thank fuck. But um, let's get on to it. Okay, this story is um, a group of teenage boys performed a prank so disturbing that they've been charged. Seven 14-year-old students were preparing dishes for a cooking competition at school when they decided to fill, to prank their teachers by filling the crepes with semen. Now, a lot of people would stop reading right there, but I just can't get enough of this story. The dishes were being judged by teachers who ate the crepes in order to score the boys for a global gourmet contest. The alleged assault, the alleged assault that's interesting when they call it, who were not named, occurred on May 16th at a middle school in Paolo, Ohio. 
Now, I would like to say at this stage, from an Australian point of view, and I know I've got people that listen from all around the world, but from an Australian point of view, we then throw in the line only in America. But let me tell you, it could happen anywhere. During an investigation, tests confirmed that the food was contaminated and the charges were filed on the boys on Tuesday. I believe this is to be a form of a YouTube flu where children are influenced by dumb pranks they see on YouTube celebrities do. It's a game of getting views, clicks and likes. Brad Coffell, a lawyer for the four boys, four of the boys accused, he told BuzzFeed News, because they're always a reliable source. According to the local reports, one of the teens bought a plastic bag, f- plastic bag filled with his semen to school on the day of the competition before smearing it on top of the crepes prepared by the boys. He's understood another boy also bought his semen to school in a bag, but he didn't end up using it. Well, that's important. You don't want to mix. <laughs> Fuck, that sounds horrible. The teachers then ate the crepes, not realising they'd been tampered with. At the time of the alleged offence, Delaware County Sheriff's Office spokesperson, Tracy Whited, told the Columbus Dispatch one student filmed some of it and that the videos made its way around the school, and fortunately to school administrators. Because that's always, you've always guaranteed, if something goes viral, there's going to be someone that's going to put you in. You're never going to get away with it. And, and of course, like, not that I... I played pranks and some of my mates played amazing pranks. None of them were semen related. None of them were, were bodily fluids of any type or excretory matter. But there was always going to be someone that would give you up. It's, it's very hard not to – it's just it's just the way the world works at that age. But the video emerged after the teachers had eaten the tampered with dishes. According to The Sun, a better – Sauce. The group had then planned to pour urine into the barbecue sauce before serving it to four teachers judging the competition. I, I'm guessing that the seven of these kids, they don't really respect their teachers too much. Can we blame the kids entirely? Do we think that the teachers might have treated them poorly? I'm not sure. A third boy blocked the teacher's view as the other two drip the semen on the crepe, according to authorities. Now, if the semen's in a bag and you're dripping it onto, and no one's going to know what it is. You just cut the corner off a bag and up, look, whatever. Three of the boys were charged with assault on a teacher while the other four have been charged with um, sex, to assault, oh, sorry, complicity to assault a teacher, including one has been charged with tampering with evidence for deleting the photos and video. Okay. Surely they must have known. Anyway, they will each face a judge in Delaware County Juvenile Court over the next three weeks. The lawyer representing four of the students said in the statement, everyone has worked very hard this summer to resolve (laughs) these cases in a fair manner that takes into account the disgusting nature of the prank while also balancing the fact that they were were talking about eighth-grade boys. So what does that put them at? 13, 14-year-olds? It's it's just typical. Actually, maybe the only reason only two of them had semen in a bag that the others weren't producing. Actually, to, to, at that age to get semen, yeah, you do a lot of winking, let's be honest. At that age you discover you can't keep your hands off yourself. This is an example of how easily influenced kids are 
by what they see on YouTube and social media. And they are learning an extremely hard lesson. We feel horrible for these teachers. Agreed? I feel horrible for the teachers too. According to Mr. Kofel, the apparent nature of the prank has left an indelible mark on the students. No shit. They're eighth grade kids. Psychologically, they clearly are suffering from amount of trauma because of their dumb actions. Do we say trauma? I don't know if it's trauma. They didn't, it didn't happen to them. He said, as reported in the New York Post, everyone's getting in this. The Sun, the New York Post, BuzzFeed, fuck, Guerrilla Radio, they're all over it. Mr. Caffell also suggested the charges against the teens were too harsh and required prosecutors to prove that they had caused physical harm. He did admit, however, the students' actions caused psychological harm to the teachers, absolutely, who ate the tainted crepes, the publication reported. The high school also released a statement saying it is sad and these charges are a result of actions that took place in our schools. We are aware that the charges have been filed in this case and we thank law enforcement for their due diligence. A statement read, Our teachers deserve the respect and kindness and anything less would be completely unacceptable. We will continue to support law enforcement in every possible way. Yeah, okay, agreed. What I don't agree with... And what I struggle with is when uh, legal, particularly legal matters, that they look for an excuse to say that they've been influenced by um, YouTube clips or groups of people that cause pranks. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't watch this and they don't want the fame or they want the notoriety. I don't know what they want. But the reality with that is... You cannot be held – like you can't put content out there and have it viewed and then go, that's the source of why the kids do it. The kids make their choice. They knew. They knew what they were doing was not – like it didn't matter what influence. It didn't matter what how they were going to be viewed by their, their peers. What they knew was what they were doing was wrong. So – this is where parents are too quick to judge and go, oh, but if they didn't watch this, oh, if they, you know what, the old story, if you only had balls, you'd be your uncle. You can't blame outside influences on the decision-making process of a 14-year-old boy when clearly it's stipulated in your life that you would not bring in semen to school to put on food for others to eat for any other reason but to make your peers laugh. You know it's wrong. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't advise it and I wouldn't do it. Anyway, and that's the news. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a little number I tossed off recently in the Caribbean. Isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Isn't it frightfully good to have a dong? It's swell to have a stiffy. It's divine to own a dick. From the tiniest little tadger to the world's biggest prick. So three cheers for your Willie or John Thomas. Hooray for your one-eyed trouser snake. Your piece of pork, your wife's best friend, your Percy or your cock. You can wrap it up in ribbons, you can slip it in your sock. But don't take it out in public or they will stick you in the dock. And you won't come back. Oh, thank you very much. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Another segment, this is a favourite of mine, well it's not a favourite of mine, this, is, this topic in particular is doing my head in at the moment, but we're going to 
bring you up to speed on this one. This is called Pet Peas. Now, I could have called this what grinds my gears or what pisses me off. Or, and there's a whole ne- ne- negativity associated with that mentality. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be the me- negativity. But what I do want is that um, there's things in the world that bother me that I don't see as being supportive or that I guess really bring anything. Anyway, you'll understand when I get onto the subject. So pet peeves, this is my latest. Uh, As I said, I've never been one to hold back. Um, But as I'm getting older, I'm learning just to let things pass, you know, not to sweat the small stuff and as a great Australian saying, just let it go through to the keeper, which is, you know, basically around cricket fans. But in saying that, this will be a regular segment of the podcast. And if you've got anything to add, again, send your suggestions along. kmac at gorillaradio.com.au. And if you're wondering how to spell gorilla, if you listen to the podcast, it's written all over it so you'll know. Uh, and I'll be happy to read your emails out. Now, this is a pet, huge, huge pet hate of mine. And these people have formed a cult that aims to re-educate the population about their choices. Now, I'm not one to be told what to do. Again, if you want me to do something, ask me. Don't tell me. But this one's going to re-populate the, the re-educate the population Sorry, of their choices. And we're all defying the right way to live according to these people. And yes, I'm talking about fucking vegans. So if you're a vegan... Please don't take this personally. I, I actually think I, I would do it tough to, to get a vegan supporter base. But anyway, that's me. What I'm having a problem with, and let's start with one. Fucking vegan chicken. Okay. You, you, you can't call something vegan chicken. If, if you don't eat chicken and... Because you choose not to, you then don't say, well, I'm a vegan, but I eat vegan chicken. It ain't fucking chicken. So why would you want to choose that lifestyle, then rearrange the food to look like and taste like the food you're denying yourself in eating? Because in your mind, it's cruel to animals, apparently. So what the fuck? What, what, why are you calling it that? Are you, are you trying to bring people into the fold and like... Yeah, yeah, no, come on board. You can still eat chicken. Doesn't doesn't look like oh, it looks a little bit, tastes a little bit, but it ain't. Just say it's fucking fruits or whatever it is. The basis of the recipe, and this is one recipe, is chickpeas, right? Chickpeas. Okay, it's got a bit of sound like chicken to me. And it's mixed with plenty of herbs and spices. Now that's also surely that's stolen from the Colonel Sanders himself, you know. But it's mixed with Dijon mustard, etc. And then they add vegan chicken spice or vegan poultry seasoning. What the fuck is that? Are these people fucking clowns? Obviously seasoning are made from chicken, but but you're not allowed to eat eat chicken. So why would you be having seasoning? So clearly it's not chicken seasoning. What you've done is somehow manipulated something so-called natural to make it sound like it. Now, I'm not bagging people's lifestyle choices. That's the last thing I'm doing. I'm just bringing the hypocrisy of these are the same people that want to change 
terminology in the world like manholes to utility covers and you can't have a man or you can't have a woman, like all these different fucking things. But what I will tell you, veganism, this is a quote, is a type of vegetarian diet that excludes meat, eggs, dairy products and all other animal-derived ingredients. Many vegans also do not eat foods that are processed using animal products, such as refined sugars and some wines. Clearly, that's it doesn't say, but what we're going to do is we're going to substitute these foods and we're going to give them names like vegan chicken or vegan sausages or vegan rissoles. Fuck off. They're not alternative to those foods. They're an alternative food choice. I don't have a problem with it. Go mental. I don't have an issue with it at all. Furthermore, vegans can't eat eggs, even if they do come from their own chickens. Chickens do not produce eggs for humans to eat. They produce them as part of the natural reproductive cycle. To take eggs from chickens for profit or substance is exploitation from which it is not permissible for those vegan for those following the vegan lifestyle. Okay. So now there's clearly guidelines. Okay. I'm not saying again, not telling what you can and can't eat. If you make your own rules, fucking stick to them. Okay. So it seems harder to be a vegan than it does a Christian. Excuse me. Than a Christian that believes in a fake god. These motherfuckers are also denying themselves eating meat, chicken and fish. Then they are shaping foods to look like them that they're not allowed to eat. So surely this is hypocritical. I mean, it's like the Catholic Church saying that sex before marriage is not acceptable, but if you want to fuck the altar boys, it's okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, fuck, they already do that, don't they? Oh. Well, it seems like they're sort of tarred with the same brush, I guess. I mean, I'm not saying that vegans want to fuck children, but but if you look for a higher power, like a fake higher power to advise you what you can and can't eat, I mean, who's a vegan god? I've never heard of one. Is there one of yet? Maybe there's something they can create for their own cult. Like it's got to be a cult, surely. Um, you know, a worship of a fake deity. Like the, is that the going thing now? We just want to have a someone that we can worship? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but for the record... The world's most popular vegetarian, who happens to be the head of the Tibetan Buddhism, is His Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama, who has been raised a vegetarian and is definitely part of the Buddhism um, following. Um, and he has even have to have meat in his diet in order to equate protein into his body to keep him alive. And I've heard him say this personally from his mouth. He said, my religion is kindness. Vegetarians don't have never wanted to take over the world. They have their choices. They don't, are not out there protesting that you can't do this to animals and you can't do this. I, look, everyone's entitled to have their own beliefs, their own ideals, their own morals. You know, I, I believe that 100%. But what you can't do is choose something that you can't, eat this and you can't eat that, but then we're also going to enforce that on others and we want others. Like life is choice. You get to make your own choices, particularly, and I know this happens all around the world. You know, we've had issues with protesters, vegan protesters and, and saying, 
on stupid issues that they they think and they believe that they're right. Now you're getting into cult status. I think what happens is these vegans give vegetarians a bad name. Vegetarians aren't forceful people. They aren't out there trying to change the world. So that's my pet peeve for uh, for this week. Vegans trying to create a society where they are a political force trying to enforce what others can and can't eat. So actually to pinch the terminology from Harley Breen, the comedian, I saw this recently this week on – he said, um, off your fuck. That's the best way to describe it. So this week on my pet peeves, vegans, off your fuck. Everybody knows that the days are loaded Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed Everybody knows the war is over Everybody knows the good guys lost Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor, the rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows Okay, so this part of the podcast is where we're going to get into the social media side, reality TV coming up probably in the next week or so. I probably want to keep that till end... Um, until the other programs end, and I can sort of give it a bit of an overview. Um, there's plenty I can talk about. There's plenty because I've even come under fire by one of the contestants from The Bachelor by something that I said, and then she must have been copping shit, or I don't know. I wasn't inferring that. I was. I leave my comments very open ended to gauge their response, and and she was trying to school me on manners and fuck. It was a whole group of things, but anyway, there's um. There's just such an um, amazing um, following, I guess. I'm, 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 I, I sound like I'm not – I don't want to be one of these social media commentators that that's what they talk about. But there, there is a, a world within a world where the people within social media, it's so important that they're, they're, they're obviously trying to make some money out of it, you know, and, and credit to them. Like I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, but it's – I'm going to go on a show. I'm going to be on there for my 15 minutes of fame on the basis of then I'm going to go back to doing other things. Now, that's not everyone, but let's say there's a big market and it tends to be quite funny. It tends to be reality TV show people end up on radio, which blows my mind, whether that's because they build a cult following or they build up a following and then people think we want to hear it. In saying that, there's been some very successful ones. I know that uh, Evie, who was from Gogglebox, has just done a stint on radio in Melbourne covering a shift for someone who was on maternity leave and and she did a great job. And So I'm, I'm not out there bagging. I'm just saying that there's a, the purpose for being on reality TV, backed up with your social media presence and creating a persona, is with a view to create... Um, guess a status within the media industry anyway so that's what this this part's about everybody knows there's a song that i've pinched from a, a movie 
If you know the movie, then you're in my generation. If you're not, I'm I'm not going to tell you anything more. You can work it out, or but it it comes from a, uh, I guess pre-podcasting days. Let's put it that way. So anyway, so this is where we talk about what's happening. I'm going to give you some real positives and or some interesting things anyway, and and just how um, how it affects different things in the in the marketplace. Um, obviously, I I use uh, Twitter and Instagram primarily. I I've been a part of Facebook forever, but I found that pace, Facebook just became uh, a stalker zone where people oh I wonder what this person's doing. Oh, I went to school with this person. I, I remember getting friend requests from people I'd gone to school with I hadn't seen for for a long time, and all of a sudden it's like, hi, we're friends. We should share information. Um, I don't not want to share information, but I, I, it, it's not like I'm. So anyway, that's what Facebook becomes to me, and I think the days of taking photos of food sort of moved on to Instagram. I've even been guilty of it. I've, I've taken pictures of a of a meal that I saw from a movie that I went. I want to replicate that. I did, and I took a photo and posted. Fuck, I'm just as guilty as anyone else. So don't think it's it's not. Anyway, I used Facebook and LinkedIn. But very rarely. And of course, you can catch us, catch this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, Acast, Overcast. They're all got them. Okay. So this is not about tearing down social media or the people on it. Maybe it's just about the people that are on it and you want to understand a little bit about it. Um, and and then sort of how I don't say you incorporate into their lives, but you you get a glimpse of you know, I, I, how I look at it, it's more of an honest view of how they're living their lives. Don't get me wrong, they don't always look like that. They got makeup on. They're not always doing that. They're not always on holidays. They're not like that. But you're not getting a third party's uh, report or uh, article that's written in a trashy magazine that's looking for clickbait, for instance. What you get is who they are. So we're privileged now, uh, have so many different media platforms to find this information. If we're looking for, you know, something that, you know, get away from the shit in our lives, it's, you know, we can do it. And of course, you know, commercial television news, uh, again, they if they've got an agenda, they'll run with whatever it is, you know. And then if you get the news late at night, you'll get the squirrel on water skis and we go, oh, isn't that cute? But that might not be what we want. I follow particularly on Twitter. Um, there's about four different um, people that I follow that is all about animals and, and the cute things that animals do. I love it. Dogs, I think dogs are seriously man's best friend and cats are demon spawn. Anyway, they're not going to upset the cat. So fuck yeah, I can watch animals doing things all the time. I love it. YouTube, TikTok, um, without having to listen to the, to the token hot newsreader. You know, like the set, the sultry sex worker type voice, as we know, Sandra Sully. Right? Am I right? So now we've got the choice to pick and choose. And we often get lost for 30 minutes to an hour. I can easily burn an hour just flicking through social media. I, I listen to podcasts regularly, you know, all the time. I can lose an hour just doing whatever I've got to do. If I'm cleaning up, I'm listening to a podcast. I forget about the the boredom of cleaning up while I'm laughing at 
you know, someone else. So the reality is, when you know, the likelihood is we're never going to meet these people in real life, but we're involved in their life because we see uh, how they're, you know, how they're, how they're developing, how they're transpiring. I'll give you an example. Uh, and I talk about Jess regularly, right? So good Jess from Married at First Sight. She was a mum right at the start of the year, a new mum. And she shares things on her daughter and how her daughter's life's going and the things. She also shares a lot of personal details because she's had her ups and downs and she wants other women to be aware, hey, you can talk about these things, it's good. That is the bonus that you get from social media when people are trying to help others. So anyway, we, we, we see this regularly. We see people that get booted out of Survivor next minute. They've had their the, the show been finished for two months, but they then they get a media presence because they're allowed to to message things. So I don't want to get carried away with the negativity, and um, I think people on the news love to blame the social media for different issues, and they want it's, it's like they, they're looking for an out. They're looking for someone to blame. They're looking for. You know, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for social media. I don't say that the social media doesn't put a pressure on kids or young adults, even older women. I see older women that are there now, you know, taking their clothes off. There's, <laughs> there's one that I'll, I'll – I don't say she's taking her clothes off, but there's a woman who does clips on Twitter dancing and miming to rap songs and, and – um, I've watched her following go from about 5,000. I think she's like 13 or 15,000. It's just crazy. Anyway, I'll get the numbers on that. So, um, yeah, I don't want to be critical of that. So what do I like about social media? Well, the fact is, to me, it's a reverse Google theory. So when we're looking for something and we want to Google, we Google it. We go to it, there it is. But what happens with the social media is we go to it, we want to find it, and then we follow it. And then what happens is every time they update or every time they add some, it's coming back to us and they're going, hey, thanks for following. Guess what? I ate a sandwich today and here it is. And it was the best fucking sandwich I've had. I go, that's all right. That's okay. You know. So recently I followed hashtag Burning Man on Instagram. It's on my bucket list to do and I'm aiming to get there the next year of the following. But um, every time I log into Instagram – Anything that's been uploaded with hashtag Burning Man, I see it. That's my jam. That's what I want to see. So, um, again, if you're following reality TV shows, you can um, interact with it. You can see different photos. On Twitter particularly, you go to hashtag whatever the show is and you can actually be interacting with other people on it while the show's in progress. I find this amazing. I know people people go, fuck, is that all you got in life? I did it as an experiment to understand and I, I'm i probably one of the worst addicts at it. I just love it because I'm interacting with other people. Okay, I've got my um, Alexa going off in the background talking about deep affection. I don't know what the fuck that's about. So anyway. Um, yeah, so not everyone's trying to sell charcoal toothpaste. Not everyone's trying to to sell the latest eyelashes. You know, that's not the way it is. But 
Let's have a look at what we've learned for the last two months while we've been away or what I've been focusing on. So, And I, I look across a, a wide range. I look at acting, sports, lifestyle, reality TV, podcasters. I follow a lot of podcasters and comedians. For instance, one of my favourite comedians is Bert Kreischer. And he's recently made a dance video. Actually, in this too. Every time I talk about someone, I'll, I'll put their details in the show notes and where it's a hashtag or their their social media link so you can sort of get an understanding of what I'm talking about. But Bert Kreischer is doing a world tour called the World Body Shots Tour or the Body Shots World Tour. That's what it might be. He was in Australia, I want to say July. I think he was in late July. And he's sort of Australian, New Zealand, and he's gone back to the States and he's, and he's doing it. Now, if you haven't heard of Bert Kreischer, he's famous for his story about the machine where he joined a, a Russian uh, mafia group without knowing on a train ride and then ripped off the train. But there's a you have to have checked that out. But it went viral. And that, that was one of the thing, things that makes Bert good. The other thing that Bert makes Bert good on his special, he's on Netflix. You can look him up, Bert Kreischer. I think it's called Secret Time. He gets on stage and the first thing he does is tears his T-shirt off and basically does his act with no shirt on. And he's not necessarily the body beautiful, but he embraces who he is and uh, and and that's that's who it is. So that, that's that's the sort of thing I look for. Again, I put the uh, further in the show notes. Um, what else is happening? Porn star actress. Slash actress. I like how she – because she's done a movie. Riley Steele has revealed that she's returning to hospital to have her boobs increased. Now, Riley's been in porn for 11 years. And at 32, obviously, she wants to go bigger. I'm not sure what she's having done. Uh, Again, you know, she's only got a small frame. Why isn't she big enough? Are they going to be bigger? Are they going to be better? Are they going to be left put two on one side? I don't fucking know. But the reality is – who am I to have an opinion about her? But she went out of a way to let everyone know that I'm, I'm going to have my boobs done, I think she said, on the 10th of September. But to all my Snapchat friends, I'm just letting you know, I'll be back on the 17th. So seven days recovery, amazing what they can do now. Um, in future podcasts, I'm aiming to have a chat with this remarkable woman. So there's a woman that I follow and I, I don't want to give too much away because she's got a um, uh, a website to be up and running. But anyway, when she does, I'll, I'll be updating her soon enough. But she on Instagram, she's she has a uh, a um, a page called Soul Intimacy. Uh, her name's Alexandra. Now you'll if you go and check it out, you'll not get an understanding of what she does. But she uh, is a specialist. She's a holistic sexologist. And a uh, sex and intimacy coach that specialises in love and relationships and communications. Now, I'm a big fan, and I've always talked about um, a particular phrase I use, which I, it's not mine. I stole from uh, another podcaster called Sex Emily Morse, which is called Sex with Emily. And her tagline that she always uses is uh, communication is lubrication. I think from my understanding of what Alexandra does is that she's very much on this. This woman is a very positive young lady. And she actually sort of gave me the 
not the smarts, but gave me the boost to to get the podcast up and running again. Um, having a break, I had computer issues. It was just little things that were all were being speed pump speed humps, and I was actually being very much, I guess, uh, procrastinating about it. You know, I didn't uh, understand what was happening with Neil. Neil was doing his thing, and all of this aside, just from her posts that she puts up on Instagram. I found that she just gave me that kick in the in the, the brain to go, yeah, yeah, you need to get out and do it. So on top of this, on top of this, right, this woman is amazing, I'm gonna tell you. So if you follow, check her out, Soul Intimacy on Instagram. But on top of this, she's got this whole positive vibe and this believes in self-development and personal growth and and it, and it's really refreshing because she's a really good role model for young ladies. I don't know where she gets the energy. She's always, always, always doing something. I'm like from training and running steps on weekends, like, you know, it's happy Sunday and people are kicking back. She's training and sweating. And she captures herself for who she is. She doesn't sort of get bogged down and pretend to be, you know, a makeup face girl. Like she's sweating, she's a mess, and she goes, Look at me, I feel like shit, but I'm training. She is is a mountain climber. She's trained. She was recently climbing mountains in France, and some of the scenery, some of the things she was doing, was blowing my mind. It was like, fuck, where did she get the energy? Not only that, she then trained with the mountain from Games of Game of Thrones in her travels. And I will tell you this: that she's from Sweden, and her parents live in Sweden, so. On her way back via France, she calls into Iceland. She checks out Iceland, does amazing tours, amazing scenery, and and just amazing photos actually. And then she goes to the gym where the the mountain from the Game of Thrones is. Now, anyone that's watched Game of Thrones, the mountain is a huge fucking man. He literally is a mountain. So. <laughs> She stands next to him and she looks like this little midget. This man is huge. And again, he's a, he's got a cult following in Iceland. He does ads for uh, uh, SodaStream and he's just a huge, massive man. So, um, yeah, I, I'm actually hoping to chat with her in the future because I think she can add some really good advice to people. And maybe if you feel that, you know, you could have it, you know, you have issues that you want to talk about – with your partner or relationships or anything, she's definitely the person to check it out. But again, I'll tell you, Instagram, soul intimacy, just one word, it'll bring her page up. So hopefully we can talk to um, to her in the future and then we can sort of get a an understanding of um, different things, different needs, you know. Again, contact me, KMAC. Anyway, I'll give, I'll give more details at the end. Okay, so this is exercise, you know, over the over the next two months, but I'm going to talk about this next week and more next week, um, about the combination of social media and reality TV. And I've really – it's become a um, an experiment for me for the last uh, two months to really take in, uh, again, Survivor because I'm a huge fan. The Bachelor, I've never watched a full season ever. This will be the first time. So – at first, it became a bit of a drain, but I'm now I'm, they've pulled me into it, so I'll, I'll be looking to bring some feedback and uh, combine that in. But basically, that's the podcast. I um, 
I'm going to tweak it as I go. I don't know what to expect. I don't know. I didn't expect to get some feedback and uh, and to see what people think. Um, again, you'll be getting this if you subscribe to the show. It'll come through automatically. But again, I'll put all of it out on social media. You can get me at on Twitter. You can get me at gorilla underscore kmac on Instagram. I think I'm simply gorilla underscore radio underscore au. But I'm sure if you put in Gorilla Radio, you'll get me. And for emails, direct to the to to me is kmac at gorillaradio.com.au. And uh, I hope to uh, bring some more humour or some funny stuff next week. It's great to be back. I apologise for the delay. I hope that... Um, we uh, sort of grow and, and we get some more interesting people. I've got some people I'm going to engage in uh, different conversations into the podcast. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have plenty of laughs. But in the meantime, it's springtime and it's September. I will catch you next week. Have a great evening, morning, day, night, whenever you pick this up. And uh, I look forward to chatting soon.
This has been a product or a podcast delivered by Gorilla Radio, the Zero Fucks podcast. By me, K-Mac, directed by me, written and edited by me. It's fuck all editing. Don't forget you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and at www.gorillaradio.com.au. We look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. Thanks again for listening. If you've got this far, if you've got this far, please let us know. Because sometimes people switch out at the end and they actually don't listen to the end. And I could have something very important to tell you right now. I don't this time, but next time I might. See ya.